Well, hello everyone. It's time for some announcements here at Keys Vineyard. Uh, it's that time of the year where things are happening and all sorts of really cool stuff. Wanted to let you know what's up. Uh, we've begun our local poi drive. Uh, we're, we're asking that you bring either gift cards or unwrapped presents uh, for children in our local community. There's index cards available in the check-in foyer. You can grab one on your way out uh, to remind you to pick one up if you're interested in doing that. And you can bring those to us over the next couple of weekends. That would be great. We partner with Presence in Paradise to do that, and they do an awesome job taking care of the local kids. So uh, partner with us as we do that. Also, big announcement here. Our Christmas VBS is coming up. That's going to be December 8th uh, from 6 to 8.30. We still need some more volunteers. Please sign up to volunteer. Register your kids, ages 3 through 11, for that. And join us. Uh, December 6th, that's this Wednesday's One More Youth. Uh, we're inviting our middle schoolers and high schoolers for our annual Christmas party. That's a lot of fun. Uh, if you're in that age group, join us for that. December 9th. We have a baptism at Bea Honda. Uh, it's going to be at 9 a.m. We go over to Calusa side and we uh, we sing some acoustic worship and we baptize folks. So uh, join us for that. If you've never been baptized, extremely important that you do so. You can sign up on the app. Uh, we'll make sure you get a certificate and a T-shirt. So do that. Also, we have a jam night coming up. Uh, we'll sing Christmas carols together on December 20th at 6.30 p.m. Look for chord charts on the app. I'm trying to find uh, easy to play, easy to sing carols. Uh, then we'll all have a great time. And maybe I'll have some candy canes and bags of hot cocoa. We'll, we'll all do my best. But that's December 20th. Christmas Eve, there's a lot to announce there. Uh, we have four candlelight, no, sorry, three candlelight services. Scratch out the four. Three candlelight services and three uh, acoustic laid-back services over that Christmas Eve weekend. Uh, December 23rd is a Saturday evening. We'll have a candlelight service at 7 p.m. December 24th, we're going to have 8 a.m., 9.30, and 11 a.m. Just like always, uh, we're going to do acoustic worship, laid back, going to be awesome. And then we'll have two more candlelight services on Christmas Eve at 4.30 p.m. and 6 p.m. So that's really everything that I can think of that's going on here at church. Let's get ready for it. Woo! Go Dolphins! Hey, everybody online. Welcome. We're getting ready to hop in here. We've had a great time this morning in worship. Looking forward to spending some time with you as well. And then we're moving into our Advent series again. This is week two. We're going to talk about peace today. We did hope last week. Peace today. It's going to be in Isaiah chapter nine. So get your Bibles, get a coffee, get comfortable, get ready. Here we go. Woo! <laughs> Good morning, family. It is wonderful to see all of your faces and hear your voices. We are looking forward to spending time with you all in worship and in the word. I'm going to tell you what we'll be attempting to do in case you don't know the flow of things yet. We're going to start things off with communion. Chaplain Doug is going to lead us through that in just a moment. After communion, we'll have our time of worship. And then Pastor Georgina will come up and lead any kids who'd like to join her through a Bible verse. We'll dismiss them all off to their myriad classrooms. And then we'll have our time in the word with Pastor Steve. We're going to be talking about peace. We're going to be in the book of Isaiah. It's going to be good. But before we do any of that, let's pray. Holy Spirit, would you come?
Lord, we thank you for your presence here this morning. We're so thankful that you desire to be near to us and that you made a way for us to be with you. As we settle in your presence, Lord, before you in the throne room, We want all of our attention on your face. So help us to set aside our distractions and our worries that we walked in with, Lord. We give you permission to mold our hearts. We ask that you continue to make us vessels of your peace, Lord. During this busy, crazy season, Lord, fill us so fully with your presence that as we go about our daily lives, God, your peace is overflowing and touching each life that we're in contact with. Use us, God, to bring lost kids back to your family. You are so, so good to us. And we thank you and we love you. And we join with all the churches around the world where your gospel is preached with this collect. Blessed Lord, you have caused all the holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Help us to hear, read, note, learn, and inwardly digest them so that encouraged and supported by your holy word, we may embrace and forever hold fast the joyful hope of eternal life, which you have given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Chaplain Doug. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it, saying, this is my body, take and eat in remembrance of me. In the same manner he took the cup. It was the last night of the Passover celebration, the cups of plagues and sanctification had already been poured and celebrated. Jesus takes the third cup, which is the cup of redemption. He said, this is my blood poured out for you. Drink this in remembrance of me. Gathered with his friends that evening, Jesus gives us a lasting ordinance or remembrance, which we call communion or the Lord's table or the Lord's supper. He said, from now on, when you get together and partake of this meal, I want you to remember me. And as his friends gathered here today, we too can partake of this meal, the bread and the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. And we want to remember and give thanks. We want to remember all that Jesus has said and done and promised to do. We want to remember his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. We want to remember how he defeated death and rose again, and we want to remember with awe and thanksgiving that he's coming back for us soon. So here on the table are the elements of communion, the bread, the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord, the table is open to all who believe. So as we worship this morning and you feel led by the Spirit, please come, partake, remember, and give thanks. Amen? And amen. Thank you, Chaplain Doug. 
We're going to start our time of worship. And I always try to encourage us all to sing out, lift your voices, praise the Lord. He is worthy of our worship here today. We're going to see the words on the screen so we can sing along with those. You're welcome to sit, stand if you're able. This is a fun uh, Advent song, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. Oh, 
Love you, Lord, and we are so thankful for this time of worship in your presence. You're good to us, Lord. We love you. We worship you, God. You are worthy of all of our praise. And Father, as we're here in your presence, I'd ask that you'd be with us as we prepare to study your word. Lord God, would you anoint the words that are spoken to us, that are taught to us. Use those words, God, to stir up our hearts towards you. In the Holy Spirit, I'd ask that you'd be with those who are working with our children. God, anoint them. Give them everything that they need to show all the kids your wonderful love for them, oh God. You're so good, Lord. We love you and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. And amen. And Pastor Georgina, would you please come up and teach the children a Bible verse? Good morning, boys and girls. So good to see you. So we are continuing our story after Jesus was risen, right? He saw Mary. And guess what? On the first day of the week in the evening, right? Jesus' disciples were in a were in a house in Jerusalem and news about Jesus was spreading, right? Some of the disciples said that Jesus wasn't dead anymore. And two of his followers told the disciples, right, that Jesus had appeared to them on the road to Emmaus. Can you believe that? Amazing, right? Yeah. So as they were talking about all this, Jesus came and stood among them. Peace to you, Jesus told them. And they were surprised and they were afraid, right? They were terrified. They thought they had seen a ghost, right? And Jesus said, why are you afraid, right? It's me. Why do you doubt? Look at me, right? Touch me. I am not a ghost. A ghost does not have flesh and bones like I do, right? And then Jesus showed them his hands and his feet, right, and his side. And they saw the holes in his hands and his feet and his side, right? Yeah. And they thought, this is too good to be true. But Jesus was alive. Isn't that exciting, boys and girls? Yes. Yes. Well, Jesus was talking to the disciples, right? And he explained to them the Bible, all of the Old Testament. He told them, right? And and helped them understand that the laws of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms all spoke about him. And he told them in Luke 24, 46, this is what is written, right? The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, right? And the, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations. And he told them, you have work to do, right? You are to tell others to repent from their sin and receive forgiveness, right? Well, guess what, boys and girls? 
for 40 days. How many days? 40. Good job. Jesus, right, appeared to over 500 people. How many people? 500. That's a lot of people, right? He appeared to them, right? And to prove that he was alive. And guess what? Jesus is still alive today, right? And he calls us, right, to tell others about him. Are you ready for the job, boys and girls? Thumbs up? Yeah, awesome. Good job. All right, so let's tell everyone the Bible verse. Are you guys ready? Repeat after me. Luke 24, 26. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. Excellent. Guys. Good job. The children are getting stickers because God is a rewarder. Of those who diligently seek him, and then Pastor Georgina will pray for them and we'll send them off. While they're getting stickers, though, there's a birthday up here that we know of. You guys want to help me uh, sing happy birthday? It's Claire's birthday. She's right there. Claire, she's two. She's two. Amazing. All right, so here we go. Happy birthday to... Dear Claire, happy birthday to you. All right, Pastor Georgina is going to pray for the kids. Then they can go to children's church. That was exciting, boys and girls. And now we get to do something else that's super exciting, right? It's very special. We get to talk to the Lord, okay? Are you guys ready? So let's bow our heads and let's close our eyes. Father in heaven, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for taking care of us, Lord, for providing for us, Lord God, for keeping us healthy, Lord. I pray that we will remember, Lord God, what Jesus did, Lord God, and that we would have opportunities, Lord God, encourage, Lord God, to share what he has done. In Jesus' name, what do we say? Amen. Thank you, Pastor Georgina. Have fun. Listen, obey, learn. Snack, craft, all good. Have your snacks. Have a snack. Snacks. <laughs> Welcome to the vineyard. So glad to have you with us today. Welcome to those of you joining us online. Happy to be with y'all, with you as well. I said y'all. Did you say, were you trying to say y'all? I don't know what I was trying to say. With you as well, and it came out y'all. Good job, babe. It's that higher education. The education paying off, absolutely. That QR code that just popped up will do a number of things if you point your smart device at it. It will take you to our digital connect card if you're a first-time guest or visitor. We'd love for you to fill that out. Name, phone number, email address. 
Uh, also, uh, it will take you to the fill-in notes, mm-hmm. so you can follow along when we get into the message. It will take you to the um, translation system that true. translates into 30 different languages. Fascinating what technology does. So you can go there and it will, you can read it on your phone or if you have a, mm-hmm. uh, your phone, it will actually speak to you pretty close to real time. It's fascinating yeah. how that works. Although, uh, from what I understand recently, somebody that uses it, in the Chinese translation, yeah. doesn't know how to deal with my jokes at all. <laughs> so, I think that's quite funny. Well, no, it's, okay. Yeah. <laughs> We'll, we'll lose the translation system before we lose the joke. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if something's got to go, not the joke. And uh, oh, quickly, I, I know they were all in announcements. Yes, Good yes, job. Yes, Three yes, things. Yes. Um, on your way out, if you want to get involved with a local toy drive, we just finished the big one for the mission kids, you know, all over the world yeah. operation. Now we do one locally. We partner with Presence in Paradise. And. Uh, there's uh, cards out there, index cards, and they're just suggestions. They have uh, mm-hmm. an age and a gender of a child. If you'd like to get involved, pick a card up or two, and you can get an appropriate gift, mm-hmm. bring it back unwrapped, or, this works really well, gift cards. Yeah. Because the organization that we partner with will take those gift cards and use them to mm-hmm. buy the gifts that they know the kids need. Yeah. All right? And want. So that's a cool way to go. We need to have that back by next weekend, if we can, to get yeah. it to Presence in Paradise so they can get it distributed before right. Christmas. And... Um, Saturday, we're doing a baptism at Bay of Honda, 9 a.m. This is important uh, because if you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and you haven't been baptized, we need to take care of that. Mm. It's a biblical, non-negotiable. You need to be baptized. So it might be a great opportunity to do that. Other people will come out and get baptized because they don't have a memory of being baptized. I'm Mm. not saying it didn't take or challenging it. I always tell people it's such a powerful memory. If you can't pull one up, you might want to consider coming out and making a memory of being baptized. And I think it's going to be a little chillier, so you will remember You will remember it, yeah. yeah. I wasn't going to tell him that, but that's okay. <laughs> On the app, you can tell us you're coming and want to be baptized. Yeah. So we can have a shirt and a certificate. If not, you can just show up, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's next Saturday, 9 a.m. And then last one, VBS... Uh, one night VBS, Christmas VBS for kids age 3 to 11, all free. If you know any kids, get them enrolled. Yeah. And we need volunteers. Yeah. And please volunteer early for that because we need to run background checks if you haven't been in mm-hmm. the system before, before the event. Okay? And it takes a couple of days. So app for that as well. It'll be fun. There, be yeah, we're going to have up in there. Yeah, it's going to be, be a good time. Mm-hmm. We uh, pray for our neighbors when we gather. We do it corporately to reinforce what we ask you to do daily. Pray for the people who live around you. So think about a couple of your neighbors, and let's go to the Lord. Papa, we lift up our neighbors to you. We ask God that you would move in their lives in mighty, mighty ways. Draw those who don't know you into relationship with you. Help us, God, to be good neighbors, to love our neighbors well. And bring renewal, revival, and breakthrough to this area. Let hundreds and thousands of people come to know you as their Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Cool. Awesome. So we're doing a little Advent series. We're in a bigger series. We put a pause on that. We're in Genesis 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to take some time to do this. And this is something that church does historically, has for thousands of years, uh, that on this run-up to Christmas, we, uh, we take four weeks and we talk about these Advent themes, which are hope and peace and joy and love. 
And we did hope last week, and we're going to talk about peace today, and then joy, and then love. Uh, last year when we did this, I used uh, the book of Ruth. I loved that That was series. a fun series. Uh, this year we're using Isaiah, because Isaiah really works well um, as he kind of is constantly going back to Genesis mm-hmm. 1 and 2, yeah. and the themes of creation and new creation, and I think it just works powerfully now that we're uh, aware of what's going on. So... Peace is what we're talking about. Before we get there, something other than peace, we're going to yes. do the jokes. You, uh, you actually were at the dentist this week. And uh, do you know what the dentist's favorite hymn is? No, but you're going to tell me. Crown him with many crowns. <laughs> Crown him with many mm-hmm. crowns. Mm-hmm. No? Yeah. Yep, yep. I've almost been booed off the platform for this one. Wait till you hear it. Where was Solomon's temple located? Right beside his ear. It's bad. But... It's really bad. Okay. I remember, this is a flashback joke. Okay. I remember when my geography teacher asked if I could name a country oh. with no R in it. And I thought, and I said, no way. See, it doesn't even make sense. It does. They're getting it, it slowly. It's... It's unraveling as they find out that it's Norway. Okay. Okay. Please, pray for us and lead us in the reading of the word. It's a tough act to follow. But let's take a beat and pray, and then we'll read together, shall we? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Papa, for all that you're doing in our lives. And Lord, during this season of twinkly lights and sparkly things, let us remember that you are the light of the world. And in you there is no darkness, only light. Come and minister to our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand with me, please, for the reading of the word? As Steve said, this is Isaiah, chapter 9, a very familiar portion of scripture. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Blessed be the word of the Lord. Y'all can be seated. All right. Good morning. So, as I said last week, um, we were talking about hope. We were in Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 2, and we talked about hope as a mountain and all that that means. And while we were looking in Isaiah 2 about all that, there's this uh, really cool prophecy about Jesus. And we'll pick it up in verse 4 of Isaiah 2. He'll judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples and they'll beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. A nation will not take up sword against nation nor will they train for war anymore. And um, what I pointed to last week is that's such a cool picture 
But it's Isaiah picking up on where we're heading and new creation as he does so often and uh, dragging us back or taking us back to our original vocation where in effect we were sort of cosmic gardeners. God wanted us to go and make the rest of the planet like Eden and we were going to partner with him to do that. And here in this passage um, what we see is Isaiah saying a time will come again when they turn their weapons of war into gardening implements. And we go back to cooperating with one another and partnering with God and being fruitful in the garden. And it's a beautiful picture. Uh, you know, you see the, the conflict that's in the enmity that's there and how it's turned into people fighting against people everywhere. But a time is coming when Jesus returns, the Prince of Peace, when all that will be dealt with and all of those weapons will be turned into gardening tools. Really cool, great sort of stuff to hang on and think about. And uh, you might say, because I've said that was about Jesus, well, how do you know that's about Jesus and not sort of just, you know, God in general, uh, if you would? And as you move forward in Isaiah, that was too, particularly uh, Isaiah chapter 9, where Alice read earlier, uh, you find out that it's definitely a very clear prophecy about the Prince of Peace, and we know him to be Jesus. Look, again, to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders and he'll be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He'll reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. And that's clearly a a prophecy about Jesus. Uh, Born as a child, he'll be called Prince of Peace. Uh, He'll one day rule in peace over all the earth. And so we see this great picture of how he's going to come and bring peace among peoples and turn everything back in the weapons of warfare into gardening tools. Really cool. But actually gets even better than that because Isaiah, very good about picking up the new creation themes. Uh, He's going to see how the... Prince of Peace will extend that peace even into the animal kingdom and the nature. I love this passage. Isaiah eleven six. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf and the lion and the yearling together and a little child will lead them. And the cow will feed with the bear and their young will lie down together and the lion will eat straw like the ox and the infant will play near the cobra's den And the young child will put his hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy destroy on all my holy mountain. Now, every time you see mountain, remember you're looking, heaven and earth connection, where we're heading, what's going to happen. For the earth, and I love this, will be filled, filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. It's just so amazingly hopeful that Isaiah is picking up on these threads, moving towards new creation and seeing what the Prince of Peace will accomplish. Remember, now Jesus has come and he's inaugurated these things, but he's going to return and consummate them. And so we celebrate not only the first advent when he came, but we look forward to the second advent when he returns. But Jesus truly is the Prince of Peace. But wait, there's more. I just feel like it's an advertisement. But there's more. Act now. Call this number. Not only will he bring peace among all peoples, and will he restore peace among the the animal kingdom and and nature itself, he's going to bring peace to the universe. Look at this. Now we move into the New Testament. Paul says in Colossians, For God was pleased 
to have all his fullness dwell in him, Jesus. And through him, Jesus, to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Jesus brings this peace. He is the Prince of Peace. And he, and he brings to us and, and inaugurates for us in this Advent season and at Christmas the availability of this peace in our lives. And my hope would be that all of you would experience this peace and, and that you would experience it in all of your relationships. But today I want to talk about three in particular that you would be at peace with God, that you'd be at peace with yourselves, and that you would experience peace with others. And understand when we talk about peace, peace isn't just the absence of conflict. Uh, It's not really the absence of conflict at all. Peace is the presence of God. And that's what we need in our lives. So let's start by talking about peace with God. This is, this is foundational to all the other peace that we are ever going to have. If you don't get this one right, any peace that you might experience will be superficial and temporary at best because we have to get this Right in our lives. We need to be at peace with God. Look what Paul says in Romans 5 1. Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So there he is, the Prince of Peace, Jesus, and he's made it possible for us to be at peace with God, to be justified through faith. So let's just talk about what that means to be justified through faith. Uh, justification is one of those fancy church words that we don't use all that often anymore. But there's a great way to remember what it means. Uh, To be justified, it's just as if I'd never sinned. And this is how God sees us when we give our lives to Jesus. All of the mess, all of the brokenness, all the things we've done, God doesn't see those any longer. He sees us in the perfection of his son. The righteousness of Jesus is imputed to us, is another fancy word, but it covers us. And when God looks at us, when, when we come and ask Jesus to be Lord and Savior, when God looks at us, all he sees is the perfection of his son when he looks at us, which is such a cool thought. Because we, we sort of have an idea what a mess we still are. And that even when we come to Jesus, we're kind of a mess. I, I think about a... a uh, like a needle, a stitching of some sort of, you know... a. a what do you cross stitch or, uh, you know what I'm talking about, pillow covers that they needle craft, all those things. Had to find a word. I couldn't get to one. I spend a lot of my time doing that. But when God, needlepoint, thank you. When, when you look at one of those things, from one side, they are amazing to look at, right? They're the finished side. And the other side is a mess. You look at it and go, how is that even possible that on the other side of that is this really cool thing because it's filled with knots and messes and everything. I always think about that when I think about how God sees us because God sees us in the perfection of his son like that finished needle point. And yet we sort of are pretty much aware of the fact that we're filled with knots and messes and all sorts of other things. But God's at work in us. And I, I love the fact that, you know, Father God looks at us in the perfection of his son, and that's really cool because he's with us in force. He's not out to get you. He's not the bad meanie, like, waiting to jump. Some people think that God's out to get him. Oh, he's doing this. He's do- God just loves you. He's for you. He wants the best for you. And then Holy Spirit, I think, is on this side kind of helping us with the knots and the messes, and he's empowering us to get that thing worked out because he knows where we're, we're headed, right? So, so this is the idea behind justification. It's, it takes care of the mess that separated us from God. And we are justified not by our works, not by the things we do, 
Not by any of those things. We're justified through faith. It's in believing in what God has done for us in Christ to be reconciled to him. That's our part. That's faith. And if you're not sure what I'm talking about, let me just make sure, and we'll, we'll get back to this later on. All of us have distanced ourselves from God because we've gone our own way at some point. And we'll be looking at that in the series. We've talked about it, what the events of the fall. We've separated ourselves from God. And we had an issue because we'll, we'll never be good enough to get back in relationship with him on our own. So what he's done is he comes, fully God, fully man. Jesus arrives on the scene. Jesus lives the perfect sinless life that none of us could. He models for us what humanity looks like. And that's the Christmas story. He comes so that he can live that life. And then, after living this amazing life that changed the world forever, still changes the world, he willingly goes to the cross on our behalf. It's the Easter story coming in. And there, he pays for sin. By living the perfect sinless life, he's able to do that. He pays for all of our sin, and he dies. And then he defeats death as well. And he rises again. And when he does, he invites us to join with him in his story. He's made a way back. And our spot is by faith, saying yes to what that happened. Jesus, I believe that you are my Lord and my Savior, and that you've come and done what needed to take place. And that's what it means. That's being justified. God now sees us in the perfection of his Son, when by faith we've asked Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of our lives. And then, you know, really cool bonus is Holy Spirit comes and empowers us to begin to experience life now in a way that we couldn't before. And, and so with, with that in mind, I want to move into this next idea that we have, is that once we are at peace with God, we can begin to experience peace with ourselves. This is a big deal, because a lot of us aren't at peace with ourselves. And even though we, we can now experience it in, in, in our relationship with Christ, uh, we have a very real enemy who tries to keep you from it. And he tries to sort of heap on you guilt and shame and all these other performance things that happen. But but we need to know that because Jesus has come and because of what he's done, we can begin to experience this peace of God in our own lives. Because we're at peace with God, we can begin to experience his peace. And you need it to make it in this life. See, because when you don't have the peace of God, what happens is you, you can't live the way you were called to live as believers. You, you'll keep putting yourself in the center of the story, and it'll all be about how it's impacting you, and you'll get frustrated, and you'll be angry, and, and we get anxious, because now all of a sudden now we have to make everything work out, and we just can't do it, and all these things are happening. And so what he wants for us is to experience his peace. I love this from Jesus, John fourteen twenty seven. Peace. I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I love that. No fear, no anxiety, no worry. Troubled heart, pretty good description. And you know, I spent a lot of time hanging out with this verse because Jesus is in a tough spot when he's saying these things. Uh, he's going through some stuff. But he's got some peace to give. Now, the big difference here is not like the world does. The world doesn't have peace to give you. The world tries for peace everywhere. It's always looking. It's trying to barter for peace and grab peace and manufacture peace. But it can't do it because it doesn't have it to give. Jesus has peace, and he wants to give it to you, the peace of God that passes understanding. And so, you know, if you're, if you're, experienced, if you're experiencing fear, anxiety, or worry, I, this Advent season, what I really want you to do is I want you to focus on him, on God. Get your, get your eyes on him. 
and ask him to help you to settle you. I love again a promise from Isaiah 26. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because what? Because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord, the Lord himself, is the rock eternal. Put your eyes. You get focused on him and things begin to change. And, And if you're experiencing that worry or anxiety or... You know, Christmas can do that, right? Just the whole pace of everything seems to change and we can get all stirred up and I think sometimes we're just in we we get in such a ruckus trying to make it all right that we don't get to enjoy any of it if that's what you're experiencing here's what I want you to do and I I touch on this a lot you're going to get to my favorite passage here again we talked about it last week or maybe the week before but if you're experiencing that remember Philippians 4 4 through 8 rejoice in the Lord always And again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Do not be anxious, as verse 6, about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I tell people all the time it's my favorite verse. And if they ask me, it's because that verse seems to have... That's like the fastest acting verse that I know of in my own life. It's like when I get there and I'm feeling one way and I go to God and do exactly that, prayer and petition with thanksgiving, I begin to experience this peace that passes understanding. And it's the most powerful thing. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God which transcends, passes, doesn't even make sense. That's what that, you, that, because it doesn't make sense. Because you can, you can be all one way, and all you do is stop and go to the Lord with it, and none of the situation actually changes, but suddenly you go from being anxious to being at peace. It passes understanding. Because you're trusting once again in the Lord, and your focus is on Him. And, and everything sort of begins to settle in that. He will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And you begin to experience peace. Do that this season. If you're feeling anxious or worried about anything, go, wait a minute, I don't have to live like that. I, I, I have the rock, the eternal rock that I can turn to and I trust in Him. And so you get yourself at peace with God. If you're not there yet, we'll, we'll make sure you're there later. We'll give you an opportunity. And then once you experience that, you really can begin to experience peace with yourself, which is such a gift. And then once that's happening, you can actually begin this third one, which is peace with others. Now this one is actually the trickiest. Because <laughs> the first two you can kind of do with you and Jesus. This third one adds another element. And uh, I love that. So my, Paul says this so well in Romans twelve eighteen. If it's possible. I, lo- I can see him saying this. If, it, if it's possible, it's just kind of Paul thinking, if it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So if it's possible. Now, it took me years to figure out that for some whatever reason, some people just don't like me. And there was a point when, if, when I found someone didn't like me, I'd try and make them like me, right? Which made it worse. Sometimes, some people just, and I'm, there's, I know you're shocked right now of hearing that some people don't like me. Because you're like, I, I, it's more people than you think. (laughs) 
and that's okay. But here's the difference. Here's, here's what we need to do. See, we live in a culture where normally if someone doesn't like you or does something to you, you respond in kind. You do it back. You treat them the exact same way. But that's not what we're under in Jesus. Jesus says you're to treat people the way you want to be treated, which is completely different. And, and that's what's on you. So, so, you know, we're not res- to respond, you know, snark for snark or mean for mean. Um, we're, we're to respond in the, in the way that we would like to be treated. And that's a big deal. And that begins to change things. Let me say, that doesn't mean that we let people walk all over us or take advantage of us. That's not, that's not the idea. There are places where you have to put some boundaries up with people in love and not allow them to use or take advantage of you in some ways. But we need to be kind. And, and we need to be gentle. And we need to look at things differently. I tease, you know, all the time about driving. And this is one of those ones that gets me when I'm driving. And I really am such a better driver than I used to be. I used to be like, if somebody did anything, I was going to do it right back and make it worse. It's so stupid, right? And I think I've told you, any place where there was a bottleneck, I would not let anybody in. I would going to stupidly get on the bumper of the car in front of me because I'd been in that right line for two miles and you saw it way back there and you chose not to do that. And I've, I've really come a long way. Where I'm still aware of it is right here on Big Pine now, funnily enough, coming through the traffic light coming out this direction where if you come from that way, heading north or east or west or whatever it is, it doesn't make sense because the keys are doing this and we say north and south. And you get me. Um, when you come through the light, there's two lanes, and it moves to one lane, and it does it backwards. So I, and so I try and sort of add that into my thinking, that anybody who doesn't really know this would suspect the lane to merge the other way. I, I always do. It should merge the other way. Well, it doesn't. And so I, I try and have some grace from that. And then I'm really trying to work on when this is apparent happening, and yet somebody two car lengths behind me decides in the limited amount of space that they're going to punch it to get around me, passing the double yellow, when immediately the cars in front of us are stopping to turn into the tom-thumb, or circle K, or whatever it is now. And I... I, I forgive them. You know... um. At this time of year, we, we tend to sort of reconnect. Sometimes families get together, and sometimes families are difficult. Sometimes. And I have noted that sometimes in families there's rifts that have gone on for a long period of time over things that really don't matter in the scheme of things. Now, don't confuse this with... There's some horrendous things that happen in families that you don't just wash away. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about some silly thing that might have been said or done over time, and it's it's sort of found its way as an offense, and it's stuck there, and it ruins families. And perhaps this season, it might be a time to sort of reach out and just see on your part what might be done. It could be that nothing comes of it, but it may be an opportunity to experience peace. Paul says we're to get rid of all bitterness in ourselves. Rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. I think we we hang on to that, what we've been forgiven, and then we ask God to help us be graceful and merciful and, and move in that direction and live at peace with everyone, 
much as it's possible with us. And understanding it won't always be possible. And, and I love Paul gave us some grace in that. But we can do our part and move in that direction. And so that's sort of my, my heart for you about peace today and the things I want you to experience in it. And uh, I want to make sure that you're at peace with God. And so in just a moment, we're going to talk about that. Ministry team that are here, you can head over the wall. People on the way over that wall, they're here to pray for you if you need prayer for anything. But I, I sort of laid out the, the gospel message while we were talking. That Jesus came and lived that perfect life that we couldn't and then exchanged it for us at the cross. And, and that all we need, our part, is to respond in faith to the invitation that he gives. And the invitation that he gives to everyone is, is come. And, and the way we respond is, Jesus, will you be my Lord and my Savior? And if you've never done that, it's not a group thing. It's a, each one of you needs to have done this. Jesus, will you be my Lord and my Savior? It starts everything. And, and then Holy Spirit comes and begins to help you live and experience the life that he's called you to. And so if you've never done that, please do it today. Do it right now. You can do it with me. Jesus, will you be my Lord and my Savior? Best decision you've ever made in your life. Amen. And if you do do that, let someone at our prayer wall know and then sign up and get baptized next week. It won't be that cold. No. <laughs> it's the key. Good, good comeback. Way yeah. to go. <laughs> but if you all need prayer for anything, financial, emotional, spiritual, whatever it might be, our prayer team's over there ready and waiting to pray for you. And uh, have a great day. Amen. And that forgiveness piece, if you've got, if that's sort of struck a nerve with you at all when I was talking about ask someone to pray with you to kind of give you a little boost in moving in the right direction I think that's really important okay uh, thank you church for being so generous we love partnering with you they had the, the cool stuff we get to do the, the ice cream truck our truck was out at one of the big events uh, and we gave away so much free ice cream to the kids that were gathered there and we have several more of those lined up so thank you for making that possible being faithful to your giving tithing offering all those cool things we appreciate that let's sing the doxology it's about to rain children so we got to get going praise God from whom all blessings flow Amen. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Prayers over there if you need it. Those little index cards are out that door. Those exits are open. You can head out that way. Be kind to one another in the parking lot. Have a great week, and we'll see you very soon. Thanks for watching online. Love you guys. Peace of God. Nothing quite like it, is it? And so we've talked about hope and peace. Next week, joy. Yeah, I love peace. Listen, have a great day, everybody. Go Fins, 1 o'clock. The Commanders, right? I have no idea. I, I think it's maybe not. I don't know, but go Fins. Bye. Bye.